the Super Bowl, including how Kyle Shanahan screwed everything up for the San Francisco 49ers, but it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right. Grab everybody around, cozy up by the fireplace. I'm giving you your top five Super Bowl commercials from last night. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Here we go! Number five. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Hardy har har. That was a good one. It was Christopher Walken last night. Everybody was imitating him. Everybody imitating him. The whole thing is about imitations. uh, And then he gets to usher at the end. But I laughed. Anytime you do a Christopher Walken imitation, it's funny. And it kind of felt real. Like he does that in real life. I wrote down three commercials that I really, really enjoyed. So you're one for one so far. Because I enjoyed the... Now, do you know what company it was for? That was for BMW. Okay. Very good. Okay. So The reason I ask is because... (laughs) No, no, I'm not making fun of you. The reason I ask is sometimes the best commercials yeah. you laugh at, then you walk away and you're like, what was that even for? Which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. I, see, that's the thing. I'm going to be, we're going to do live producing right now. I didn't know if I'm supposed to be giving away the like the brands because they're not, we're not, they're not like advertising. No, no, no. Really. It has nothing to do with advertising. It's more, did you realize what brand it was? Oh, gosh. Gotcha, to see okay. if it actually worked or not. All right. Well, I will let you know going forward. Okay. This. Here we go. Number four. Neighbor. Yeah. Neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. Neighbor! That is short clip. State Farm had Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end with Danny DeVito. Got a couple cheap laughs from me. I, I must love admit. that one. That was two of them. I, I wrote, I wrote down three commercials, two for two. Surprised by it. Yeah, did you see it before? I, I did not see a single commercial before I saw them. So I, had saw, I don't know why I saw that one before. How are you getting spoilers for the commercials? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe it was on Paramount or something. I don't know. I saw it before. And it was extended. It was much longer. Right. So it was like chopper and all these other words that end in er that he couldn't say right. And so uh, yeah, when I fun. saw that commercial, it was like, eh, I already saw this. And by the way, in real time, Tiki just threw one word in there. Maybe a screw on my list. He mentioned Paramount. And I didn't include Paramount on the list. Because that commercial sucked. It's okay. The Which Peppa one? Pig pig ah, skin at the didn't end. Didn't like it. Oh. I thought it was dumb. Oh, big big it, belly laugh out of the Moorish I'm glad. I'm glad you like throwing kids into walls. You found that funny. No, I found the pig skin joke funny. Okay, football head. Okay, he's still a kid, and you're throwing him against no, the wall. You never saw Hey Arnold. He's a football kid. I know. I watched Hey Arnold. Number three, Eagles. Each year they must follow the path of migration, marking the season's end. Does anybody know what that was? No. NFL Sunday ticket ad for next year. It ran either right before or right after the national anthem before kickoff, like right in that window. And it was the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Eagles players as actual birds migrating south for the end of football season. I didn't see that at all. Yeah. And then the Seahawks players are landing on like a cabin at the birdhouse and they're squawking yeah. at the people. It was bizarre. It was because the, it was actual yeah. players. It was, yeah, it was players <laughs> it was as birds. Really I was weird. cracking up. I thought it was incredibly well <laughs> wow. done. And I, thought, I basically said, "YouTube, take my money. I'm back next year." I thought I watched every commercial. You know I must have missed. You know what's funny, Sean? Yeah, I did not even know what that commercial was for. Oh, I knew at the end. I'm like, oh, I'm in Sunday ticket. It was great. Oh, stop lying. You're in no matter what. I know, but it really saw. I will give my money early. They could put a giant ass as a commercial. You're still getting YouTube TV NFL Sunday thing. <laughs> this show puts me up for four hours. It's the same thing as a giant Number ass. Number two. Holy, you can talk. And then she says, <laughs> and boom, Hellman saves the leftovers. <laughs> oh my gosh, this cat is talking. 
It, come on, nobody think that I was don't funny? remember that one. What was it's, that? It's, uh, oh, what is her name? She's the Saturday Night Live. Tina Fey? Not Tina Fey. Because she had a commercial. Yeah, she That did. was unfunny. Oh, forget. Oh, McKinnon. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. So she has a cat that, instead of saying meow, is going meow. And it sounds like mayo. So it dawns on her. The cat gets famous and she becomes uh, a mayo spokesperson. It resonated with me because when I was a kid, my dad told us our cat said milk every time he took out the milk. And for years, I told my teachers that not realizing that's the cat was just number, me on. That's your number two? <laughs> oh, I was laughing hysterical. All right. All right. Uh, that's personal. All right. Number one. Number one. Did y'all hear what JB just said? <laughs> Hashtag couple goals. Wait, do they think we're a couple? I was talking about the hot honey. Oh, you have nothing to say? That was the Tiki Barber commercial. Tiki Barber sits with us every day, and he was in a Super Bowl commercial with Tommy DeVito doing the DeVito signal. Yeah, but you know what? I, I didn't realize this. Hints, man. I yeah. gave you hints, boys. This is Tiki Barber. He gave us hints in the very last minute of Friday's show. <laughs> the show's about to end. We're ready for the weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. And all of a sudden, Tiki's like, I really want to get pizza hot. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is he talking about? Like, unless we have a new advertiser, why the hell is he talking about Pizza Hut? Like, no offense, I like Pizza Hut, but we live in New York. Yeah. New York Pizza. Right. And so I had no idea what the hell he was saying. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. Like, this is hours before the game started. I don't even know how I saw this because I wasn't even watching the pregames, but I had it on and I walked past it. And all of a sudden, I see Tommy DeVito with somebody. I don't know who the hell she is. Antonia Gentry. Is Is she real? She's an actress, yes. Oh, she's an actress? Yes. And then I see Tiki in the commercial <laughs> talking about how Tommy DeVito's in a couple with this uh, the, the the woman. Hey, it's Tiki, Tiki Barber. She I can't. I tried to tag her. I posted it on my social media. I tried to tag her, but I don't. She doesn't follow me, so I didn't uh, tag her. But wow. I did. I did tag. Tommy. So you were basically telling us on Friday you had a Super Bowl I was commercial telling without, you without telling, telling you. Us. Yeah, yeah. Just like I told you what I was doing on Sunday without telling you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were in the Great. broadcast center as the designated survivor. You see me do these all year long. What do I, what do, I do these for? I don't know. You keep charts what, of... What do I do these for? Football depth charts. I don't yes, know. I don't do this for nothing. Well, I do a lot I of weird stuff on my tablet. What the hell reason. does that mean? Yes, but you've seen me do these from 10 weeks. Right now, Tiki's holding up his yeah. depth chart. Yeah. Me and Tiki had different uses of oak tag and markers yesterday. Mine were Super Bowl boxes, but very good. Did I miss any? Would I miss any Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, you missed my favorite one, which was what? My favorite one was the Ben uh, Affleck Jennifer Lopez Tom Brady one. <sighs> I have to admit it, even though Tom was in it and J Lo wanted to sleep with Tom at the that end was of it, the Dunkin' one. Yeah, yeah. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts commercial. And yeah, I want to make great. it very clear: I spend a lot of money in Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. They are great with my beverages. They're great with my donuts. It was very Boston force. Mm. Yeah, but I, even though I'm much. not a Boston guy, it was funny. Right, it was. It I'm, had a little too much. I'm over the Brady, Matt Damon, right. Ben Affleck. Basically, anybody that farts near a Boston street <laughs> is together. Thing. Do you ever watch the movie Goodwill Hunting? Yes. Did you like the movie Goodwill Hunting? Sure, I did. They made a lot of references to Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of creative. Yes, I'm, I'm not was. saying the commercial wasn't creative. I'm just whenever I see the Boston Triumvirate, right. basically my immediate reaction is gag. What about J Lo being involved? But there was a lot of. Under 30-year-olds who had no idea. Well, okay. I'm Just 40. <laughs> what can Just I tell saying. you? But I'm saying, if you're 25, you're like, good well, honey, what is that? Well, I mean, if you're 25, did you understand the halftime show? Are you that uh, into Usher? Well, Are you that into Ludacris? It's music. Yeah, but music sometimes is generational. Yeah, but Usher is Usher. I, Dude, I like the halftime show, but I'm saying just to retort what you're talking about, about age, if it you're was, 25 years old, were you into that halftime show? Was, I have no it idea. Was, it was okay until my girl came out. 
Oh, Alicia? First of all, she's my girl more than she's your no, girl. She's I girl. sang to her. First of all, it's neither of you girls if you're not calling her my boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the other way around. I once sang, boo is a, boy. I once sang a song to yeah. Alicia Keys. Did Bell. you ever sing a song to Alicia Keys? Belle is a girl. Like, you're talking about your girl, you're like, that's my Belle. I never knew that. You say really? boo. That was a character on Beauty is. and the Beach. Be- Beauty it's, and the be- yeah, Beast. B-E-A-U. It's a male. But the song is spelled B-O-O. I, I know, but it's a takeoff. It's like the... Oh, I thought Boo stood for booty, which would be like, yeah, girl, no. you got that booty rocking. No. <laughs> no. All right, get the hell out of here. Don't ever call another guy your boo. Build that ass first. All right, <laughs> I'll five or ten. Thank you, Sean. Say go to five every day, five o'clock. Now, let's get to Kyle Shanahan. He screwed up. And Kyle Shanahan is now the architect of one, two, three, four... Major collapses in NFL history. This wasn't a major collapse. Yes, it was. They had a two score. They had a two digit lead at the half or before the half against the Kansas. They were up to nothing in this game. That's not a big collapse. No, I mean they had two multiple three point leads. One at the end of the fourth quarter. One at the in the middle of overtime. Yeah, but this one didn't feel epic. I mean, twenty eight three. That's epic. Well, I didn't put 20, it on the same 20, page as 20, that. Twenty to ten and getting outscored twenty one to. What was it? Nothing, mm-hmm. right, in the fourth quarter. That's epic. Don't leave out the NFC title game. They had a double-digit lead in that game as well. Great. Against I the Rams. forgot about that one. Yeah. You're right. So that's but four this, games. This, this one didn't feel epic. In fact, I remember saying after the Chiefs went up 13-10, to 10, mm-hmm. I was like, well, at least there's not going to be an epic collapse. It wasn't. <laughs> right. Look. He, I mean, he ultimately just had a four-point – no, actually, only a three-point lead because they missed the extra point. I get – if you're comparing this to Patriots-Falcons, if you're comparing this to the first meeting in the Super Bowl, yeah, sure. 54. I'm not saying if I rank the four collapses, this one's the worst. But they had a 10-0 lead in this game. Kyle Shanahan, and you could look this up. I don't know the answer. But I'm going to guess there hasn't been many head coaches that has had three double-digit leads in a Super Bowl or championship game and lost them. And obviously, as offensive coordinator, he had an even bigger lead in the Super Bowl back in 2016. So if it walks like a duck, it's a duck. (laughs) But look, to me, where Kyle screwed this thing up, there are three reasons. Number one, at the end of regulation, when you know you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and you're in a tie game with a fourth and four from the Kansas City 36-yard line, you're given a choice. Choice number one is what he did. Yep. Have Jake Moody, who's been inconsistent all year and just had an extra point blocked, kick a 53-yard field goal. If he makes it, great. I'm still going to overtime at best because there's no way with a minute 53 to go, I'm stopping the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not happening. So even if you kick the field goal, it's either overtime or you lose because Mahomes gets in the end zone. Yeah. So why not go for it and then continue to milk the clock? Because if you succeed on fourth and four, you win the game. You win the game. The Chiefs have a couple of timeouts that they're forced to use. You burn the clock and you win. So mistake number one. Right. What was? What was? How much time was left on that? It was that, right at the two minute warning. So the two minute warning. So a buck fifty five so to in go. Theory. If they go for it and don't make it, now they have to just play defense. Right? If so they go for it and don't make it, it's a tie game. They have to keep Butker from. They have to keep, keep the Chiefs from going about twenty five yards. And kicking the field goal, you're going to lose the game. I admit that. No, like you're no, no, likely no. to lose the game. No, no, I'm talking about in regular. In you're talking about in overtime. I'm talking about regulation, oh. one at a time. Oh, got baby. it, got it, got it, got it, got it. In regulation, I'm thinking of overtime. In overtime. Well, that's number three. I'm right. only at number one on how Kyle <laughs> oh, Shanahan geez. screwed up. I'm like a lawyer here. Jeez. Number one, 
Giving tie- a riot act here. But, but hold on. Tell me where I'm wrong. It's a tie game. You're asking your young kicker to kick a 53-yard field goal. If he makes it, you're still in the best-case scenario only going to overtime. If he misses it, it's over. If you go for it and make it, you probably win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tell me when I'm telling lies. That's a huge screw-up. Yeah. Yeah. You agree they, with me? Yes, because then they they give – that's with – they give the ball back to Pat Mahomes with a minute and 50 left. Correct. And he goes out and kicks a field goal. That's right. So at the end of regulation, if you go for it there and you miss it, game's over. You're losing anyway. I admit that. Right. But if you make it, you're winning the Super Bowl in all likelihood. Because the Chiefs have two timeouts. There's under two minutes to go. And you can milk the clock and possibly just kick the game-winning field goal and have the game be over. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two to the number pros- two. Thank you to the prosecution <laughs> listening, which is everybody out there on how Kyle Shanahan screwed up the Super Bowl. Number two, when you win the coin toss, you don't take the football; you give it to Kansas City. And the reason you give it to Kansas City is because if they score a touchdown, then you come back and you can score a touchdown and go for two. Well, you just and know. end it right then you, and you there. just know. And we've been talking about this all, all day. To me. Taking the ball gives you the advantage, assuming that both of you score a touchdown because you get the extra possession. Correct. That, that That's how I saw it. That's how I saw it in real time, and that's actually how I'm thinking about it still. And But can it, you think about it still knowing what Chris Jones told us after the game? Um, yes. And for those that didn't hear, here's what Chris Jones told us after the game the Kansas City Chiefs strategy would have been. For two weeks we talked about the new overtime rule and how we was going um, – Get the ball to the opponent. If we uh, if they scored, we was going for two at the end of the game. We kind of rehearsed it, and um, yeah. So Chris Jones is telling us, hey, if we won the coin toss, we were giving the ball to the Niners first. The Niners took the ball first anyway. Yep. If the Niners scored a touchdown, the Chiefs were going to try to score a touchdown and then go for two and go yeah, for the win. And Pat Mahomes subsequently also said that when they took the ball and then they kicked the field goal, it just gave us. It gave us clarity on what we had to do. Mm-hmm. That means fourth down, we got to go for it. So my my only like gripe with Kyle Shanahan, and I think this is your third issue where he screwed this up, is that when you're first and fifteen on the fifteen yard, first and ten on the fifteen yard line yes. going in, yes, it it has to be touchdown or bust. Yes, it absolutely this, correct. This is the only thing I disagree with, which Kyle Shanahan did because in that moment. Kicking a field goal is not winning you the Super Bowl. No, you're probably losing the Super Bowl. You are if you kick a field goal, you're losing the Super Bowl. Correct. And so you have to score a touchdown. And he ran the same play twice, split zone, ran it twice. Why one of the great play callers in the NFL this season ran the same play twice? I have no idea. Because he choked some big spots, Tiki. Maybe he choked in big spots. Got six yards on first down, by the way, and then choked in the last two. The second one wasn't his fault. It was the right guard's fault. But on fourth and, I guess it was four. Fourth and four. Fourth and four. From the Kansas City nine-yard line. From the nine-yard line. Yes. You have to go for it. You have to go for it. You have to, your best play, your two-point play, whatever it is, go for it. Because you have to keep the ball and you have to kick, you have to score a touchdown. So as I put Kyle Shanahan on trial, uh, the defense attorney for Kyle Shanahan has given me point number three. Number three. I've conceded that point. Thank you very much. But here... Is point number four. Number four. And this is where nobody can argue. There is no other side to this. Go ahead. 
the San Francisco 49ers as a team had no earthly idea about the overtime rules. Yeah, that's great. They were unprepared. As didn't most people. Forget most people. I don't care about most people. I don't care about me, you, Sean, or anyone listening. I care about the players on the field. The Kansas City Chiefs, whether it was Pat Mahomes or it was Chris Jones, knew full well. You just heard the Chris Jones clip. They knew. Because Andy Reid was telling the guys all week for the last few weeks, here are the overtime rules. On the other side, we've got audio just to give you an example. In fact, you know, uh, Lugie, pull me Kyle Juszczyk. Let's pull him because that's a veteran who you think would know the rules of overtime. This is a smart guy. Kyle's 32 years old. Right. He's a a Harvard guy. He's a Harvard guy? And he's played in the Super Bowl before. And he's played in the Super Bowl. Hey, Kyle, what'd you know about the overtime rules? You know what? I didn't even realize that the... The playoff rules were different mm. in overtime, so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No. No, we haven't talked about it. No. Why would we talk about it? Why would we have a coach that would prepare ourselves? And those are the four cases why Kyle Shanahan is guilty of blowing the Super Bowl. Mm. I mean... It's hard to argue. It really is hard to argue. I want now, I, now for anyone out there. The last two in particular. Thank you. The for last any, two in particular. For anyone out there who says, but Evan, that's not the only reason. No, I get it. Christian McCaffrey putting the ball on the ground on the opening drive. Brock Purdy missing an open. Brandon Ayuk in the end zone. Not stopping Mahomes on third and ten on that mm-hmm. final drive where the Chiefs put points on the board. Going three and out after Mahomes throws a rare interception. Luther touching the ball on special teams that turns into a huge turnover. Having the extra point blocked. All those things. Yeah, I just laid them out for you. Yeah. All of them contributed to. And probably those were probably more impactful. <laughs> just say the I actual mean- on-field stuff. Was likely more impactful. They were all Especially, impactful. So I know the Christian McCaffrey fumble. It it it, it stopped the drive because they were they were moving the ball early. It stopped the drive, but they didn't give up any points. The one that mattered the most was the was the punt, and and it was really because I know Luton, um, inadvertently as a rookie, falls back into it. It hits him in the heel. But Ray 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 McLeod, who is the punt returner. Has got to just fall on the ball. Yes. Don't be a hero. It's not your place to be a hero right there. And, like, to me, this is special teams coaching, and I see this all over the NFL. It's so bad, NFL special teams coaching. Guys don't know what to do in these moments, and it it loses you football game. Mm. That was why they ultimately lost this game, because that was a one-play touchdown for the Kansas That was one of the reasons why they lost the game. To me, that was a turnover in the red area, the short red area, Pat Mahomes didn't have to work. You know why? It to a wide open McCole Hartman. I mean, uh, MVS. Okay, right. That, but, to me, that that was when the game turned. Okay, but yes, the game turned that way. Because ar- heretofore they were dominating the Chiefs. I agree with the you. Chiefs, but they couldn't score. I understand that, but here's the flaw with your logic on this: When Kansas City has the ball down 16-13 with five and a half minutes to go, and it's a fourth and goal from the six yard line, mm-hmm. instead of kicking a game tying field goal, they're trying to score a touchdown. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, same thing at the end of regulation. If they aren't down by three, they're going to try to score a touchdown. So the whole game plays out differently. So while I agree it was a pivotal moment. Yeah, but if they make the extra point, it plays out differently as well. I agree. But but how can you assume the Chiefs don't score? Because you get. How can you assume that? Because to me, one of the most important things in the NFL. Now, maybe I'm stupid and I don't know football. But to me, one of the most important things are possessions. 
and what results in those possessions. Math tells you the more possessions you have, the more chances you have to score. Of course. Therefore, the better chance you have to win. So when you gift the Kansas City Chiefs a possession on the 15-yard line or wherever the hell that punt that, that muff punt was, you're asking yourself to lose, especially in tight games. But, Tiki, I completely agree with you. I want to make that clear. Of course that play changed the game. Of course it gave them an extra possession. Yes, Agree. It, yeah. The Chiefs will run things differently on those final two possessions of regulation if they need touchdowns instead of just settling for field goals. Yeah, but you were doing a good job. That's my point. Steve Wilkes in this 49ers defense was doing a good job of containing and frustrating, making Travis Kelsey assault his head coach, all those things. They were, they were, they were doing a good job of it early in the game. And as soon as you give them the advantage, it's like ugh, you're, you can't win. You can't give teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now dynastic, you can't give them any advantage. And the 49ers, unfortunately, handed it to them, both from coaching but also from what they did on the field. Peyton is in Roxbury, New Jersey. How are you, Peyton? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? What's up? Good. What's up? So um, I just wanted to say how I think we got robbed of an all-time, not just NFL moment, but sports moment by San Fran getting stopped to a field goal at the uh, start of overtime. Because like you just said, none of them knew the new rules. So if they did score a touchdown... That entire sideline would have been reacting like they just won the Super Bowl, and then it would have hit them like, "Oh crap! Patrick oh, Mahomes is getting the ball back." Peyton, that is hilarious. I didn't, even think, about, I didn't even think about that. Well, I thought, because by the way, they said that like, the Forty Nine ers said yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't know that it wasn't sudden death if you scored a touchdown. They thought it was still the twenty. 16 rules, or yeah, 2050, whatever yeah. year that changed. If you score a touchdown, the game's over. <laughs> Can That's you imagine funny. That? So it's funny. I There were two things I thought he was referring to, Wait, which were is... the 49ers in the playoffs in 2022 when this changed? They were, I, right? They've been in the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah. they were there, but how, they just don't... How in the world? Because Kyle Shanahan's clueless, Tiggy. Yeah, but he was the coach. So yeah. he, so yeah. when he didn't these, tell his players anything. He, did he not tell them then? Bro, you just heard. Like, I'm not being a hater right now. Kyle, I have Usyk, no... is, Kyle Usyk has been a 49ers fullback yeah. his entire but career, Tiki, correct? Tiki, I'm not being a hater when I say we are playing audio of San Francisco 49er players, guys who have been on this team before. In fact, get Eric Armstead real quick, Lugie. Eric Armstead, who's been on the Niners for how many years? At, at least eight. How long has seven, he been here? Seven or eight. So Eric Armstead was asked also about the overtime rules. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, they put it on this, the scoreboard, and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So. Did the coaching staff ever approach that at all this week? Letting you guys know that if there is a time when it goes to OT, like this rules are different. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Um, yeah. This is eighth yeah, year, so. by the way. Eighth, eighth season. Yeah. This is really, 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 really bad. I want people to understand this. If this was the Jets or Giants, <laughs> we would be losing our collective minds. But my point was in 2022 when this rule changed. Yeah. And the 49ers were in the playoffs. Yes. Was this not discussed? No, because Kyle Shanahan doesn't know. 
Yeah, did you just listen to the players? If they didn't know this year, they didn't know last but year. But I can't believe that this yeah, wasn't see, discussed. I can't believe. I, I refuse to accept that. You're on it. <laughs> My guess and gut has to be, at some point, these players were talked to the beginning of the playoffs, I mean, they are some at the playoffs, but they go through, and you know this, the meetings and everything so intricate that this part, Kyle Shanahan didn't prioritize. Why well, the Chiefs now? Because the the rule was built around them. They I only think they knew the because outlier. the rule was built around no, no. them. Evan, I think these players it's not, knew. It's not real to them. Like, the it's, way, not, it's not real to the 49ers because they haven't been they in haven't that been situation. Here. And Armstead said they showed it up on the board. So like, the players took the field. So that celebration thing wouldn't have happened knowing the rules. But what it comes down to is you're still playing football. The coach has to know the rules, coaching it through. I don't think it's as important as you think it is as long as the coach knows what the hell's going on. See, what, yeah. what, what I think is well, disingenuous on your part is that if this was a giant game, and we heard from giant players after a Super Bowl or any postseason game no, saying right. we didn't know. You're right. We'd lose our sure. mind. Are they now, screaming in San Francisco right I, now? I don't know. And I understand that here in New York we'll move on from the Super Bowl tomorrow. We're not going to spend days and days and days talking about it. But in this moment, on this day where the entire country is talking about the Super Bowl, let us shine a light on the incompetence of what happened in that overtime sure. from Kyle Shanahan. Coaching and I got matters. nothing personal against him. Why would I care? Coaching matters, that's for sure. But of course coaching matters. I think when you're a fan of the team, like we would be screaming, when you're an IFO, Evan, mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. you can take a step back and realize, in the end, I don't think the players on the Niners took the field and were at a disadvantage because some of them didn't realize the rules until they popped up on the board. Well, one thing I do want to add is Peyton and Roxbury says we were lost out as an audience on <laughs> a great all-time moment of the Niners thinking they won the Super Bowl if they scored a touchdown. Take it a step further, because he's actually right, jokes aside. Let's say the Niners scored the touchdown, okay? And they go up by seven, they kick the extra point. Because I assume Kyle Shanahan is simply kicking the extra point. And now the Chiefs get the ball. And Andy Reid's message to Mahomes and Chris Jones is accurate. If we score a touchdown, we're going for two. I want everyone to imagine that moment. Yeah. The Super Bowl in overtime comes down to a two-point conversion with Patrick Mahomes on the field. I mean, oh, my God. That would be singularly the most dramatic moment in the history of the Super Bowl. So, it's you know, it's interesting. There's no moment that can match that, by the way, in the history of the Super Bowl. Not one. That could match that moment if we got it. What where they they think they won? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, down a point with uh-huh. the Chiefs going for two. Oh, oh not yeah, a yeah. damn thing. Because even when the Patriots scored with the walk off in overtime, it, it wasn't like that. Because even if Atlanta stops them, right. then they get the ball. Like the game wasn't coming down to one play, win or lose. No. the way it potentially could have come down to if Andy Reid was telling the truth to Chris Jones so, and so, Patrick Mahomes so Peyton that was, they would have gone for Peyton two. Peyton was talking about the embarrassment of the 49ers thinking they had won. Yes. Versus what you're saying, yes, going for it for two. I'm taking it a step further that if the Niners scored the touchdown and the Chiefs truly went for two, we would have been given the most dramatic moment in the history of football, and that's not hyperbole. A two point conversion to win the Super Bowl in overtime, yes, in overtime. I mean, what are we talking about? But again, I, I have to go back. I don't. I need to see that happen before I trust that it actually would have. You happened. think he was lying to his players? I don't know if he was lying to his he players. He told his players. I'm sure that. he's telling them. Be prepared for be prepared for this because that's what I'm going to do. But do you know the cojones is going to take to actually go for two so with saying, the game on the line? You know the this isn't done. a regular season. This isn't Dan Campbell against the Dallas Cowboys in regular in in the end of the regular season, which had some playoff implications. Ultimately, didn't matter because they still got to the championship game. But still, right? 
This is the Super Bowl. But Tiki, Tiki. And I, you're gonna you're gonna go for two to he, win it? Here's why it makes complete sense. Just hear me out on this. Because it's sudden death afterwards. Yes. I get it. I yes. get it. I what get do you that. have a better chance of doing? Converting on a two-point conversion or kicking the extra point and then stopping no. the Niners from even kicking I, a field goal? I, I think you're better off stopping the Niners. You had the Niners stopped in overtime. Is you, you had a you had a holding call. Yeah, but all they, they need is the a field goal. All they need is a field goal. So and think about it. They hadn't stopped them on the last three possessions. So I know Peyton called this, and, and he was talking about this Super Bowl potential embarrassment for the 49ers. Yes. Thinking they won if they didn't. Thinking they would have won if they if they didn't. And the moment, Tony Romo said the same thing. Tony, did he? What did he say? He Tony, said the Niners Tony could win the game. Romo, because, of the, because of the pressure on the third down play. Mm-hmm. Remember on fourth down, they kicked a field goal. But on the third down play, the pressure gets right into Brock Purdy's face. It was a it was a miscommunication. The the right guard he he turned when he shouldn't have. He should have just blocked man. The right side had man protection, so you block the guy right in front of you. Who happens to be Chris Jones, by the way? It's the last person you just kind of want to leave and lingering in midair right there. So Tony Romo is describing what's going on in the pass pass play. He's like. They had the Super Bowl. They had the, the oh, win. Right, he did say that. They had the win to Jawan Jennings. <laughs> that's right on the right side. And in the moment, we're like, "That's not right." They yeah. still get another possession. And so, maybe Tony was confused, and I, maybe that's why when the Chiefs go down to the, it was explained to him obviously. Mm-hmm. So when the Chiefs go down and they're scoring, getting ready to go into score, he's over-explaining that this game isn't about the time. Like, it's not about the clock. It's about the possession, right. and not the clock. So now I have a <laughs> Peyton cued my mind to that moment because I yeah. remember Tony Romo saying that. I remember him saying it too. And you know what I thought at the time? And I'm, I guess I'm giving Tony too much of the benefit of the doubt. I thought he was just being overly dramatic, like, "Oh, they're they're gonna go ahead." Like a team scoring in the top of the eleventh inning. They didn't yeah, win yeah. the game, but yes. they have a really good chance right. to win the game. That's the that's a Super Bowl winning touchdown right there. A no, game, it's not actually a three that puts you ahead with one point two seconds left. Like yeah. it's not a buzzer beater. Yes. The game's still not over, yes. but. Then again, no, I, I just can't wait till next year when it's Tom Brady screwing all this stuff up. <laughs> I'm going to find that much I'm more telling enjoyable. You, it's a, it is a lot, especially with the rules in the regular se- season being different than the rules in the in the postseason. And this is not like baseball where, you know, you have the extra the extra runner. The, right, because in it, baseball it just goes back to regular exactly. rules in the playoffs. It's it, kind of it goes back to something like easily digestible. Something we've seen for 120 years. That's exactly right. And the game is slower. It's just not as fast. Like, Mo- the NFL is flying in front of you. No doubt. More of your calls. You want to try to defend Kyle Shanahan and be his defense attorney? Good luck. 877-337-6666. What's great about the Super Bowl being on February 11th is that the next day we all talk about it. Then the day after that, spring training starts. And it makes you feel really, really good that baseball's on its way back. Holy cow, already? But we're being greeted by a super snowstorm tomorrow. <laughs> so, yay, the Mets are having a catch in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Right. Yay, Sean Manaya's luscious hair is flying through the Florida sun. We're going to be buried with like nine inches of snow. And we go to Tampa tomorrow. You want to go to Tampa? <laughs> Spring training. I mean, right? It's there. We have a reason. So you don't want to deal with the big snowstorm tomorrow? You think the architect would allow that? No. We get up close and personal with the Yankees. Maybe take a trip over to Port St. Lucie for a day. Yeah, I think it depends on the price of the airplane tickets. <laughs> Which, with a day's notice that a snowstorm hitting tomorrow, is probably uh, not yeah, a good answer. Because everybody's getting the hell out of town. Are you not excited about the fact that we're going to get like a legitimate uh, snowstorm in this area? I'm just, I mean, I am excited, but I'm also not. Because I, I, 
honestly, I want to come into work. I like coming in. And, no, and I doing do this. too. I'm going to so make every like, effort to come in, but there's no guarantee. And so doing it at home, <laughs> I, my kids are going to be home too. Like I don't, I haven't gotten the note. I haven't checked my email yet, but I'm positive the kids' school is going to get canceled. Well, I, and I, so like doing my show at home is great, but it's hard. When there's kids, in no, that. I agree. I don't think Lugie <laughs> understands this. Lugie believes that, and I'm sure there's some people like this who prefer to work at home. I don't think Tiki and I, I can't speak on Sean, prefer that. Like I love my kids, but the last thing I want to do, All right, is know they're running around like crazy <laughs> while we're trying to do important business. Yes, but and yeah, I so I've got I got to mute the comrades and be like, quiet, I'm on the yeah. air. Stop yelling. <laughs> but I got to know. Turn it back on. <laughs> I got a note that I'm sort of annoyed about. So my oldest son's school has already been canceled for tomorrow, which I totally get. There's a big snowstorm, so I'm not. Well, sort of canceled. They're having one of those days where they're doing school from home. What do they call that? Digital learning? Yeah. Virtual learning? Remote learning. Remote Remote learning. Remote. I am all for remote learning, okay? But when you're getting a real snowstorm, like a real snow day, yeah, you gotta have a real snow aren't, day. Aren't they baked in? Shouldn't they be baked in? Well, they already used a few because it was icy outside three Wednesdays ago. Yeah, but I think there's gotta be like a week of snow days, right? I, I would and hope there's so. no way we've used a week of snow days already. I, I don't think we have, but I I feel bad for my kid because he's gotta be home and he's gotta work. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I get it. If there was a week of snow days, I'd say, hey, listen, after a day or two, go do virtual learning. I'm not anti-virtual learning. I'm anti the fact that my son's not going to get to wake up tomorrow the way I woke up 25 Mm -hmm. years ago. Well, maybe more than that now. 28 years ago. Keep going, buddy. 30 years ago. And I was always so excited about no school. The price is right. (laughs) Let's go sleigh riding. Right. It was always go find the biggest hill. Right. Call, call up your buddies. You yes. have to get the long corded phone. Yes. And go go in, a, go in the hallway and be like, where are you guys going? Get your sleds. Where are we going? And then you'd go meet. That's and right. And you'd be gone all day. Oh, we played football in the actual street because you could finally tackle yeah. the street without it hurting. <laughs> Listen, whatever you did, you did something. And yes. the point is, my kids aren't going to do that. No. Like by 8.30 a.m., they got to be locked in there doing virtual school. Is it a full day virtual school or is it more like a half a day? I think so. I don't know for sure, but it wow. seems like it's a full day. That's lame. Let yeah. them play in the snow. See, we haven't done that with the with the ice days. We've just had either half days or full. We've had full snow days. Right. So we haven't had the virtual learning. In fact, I don't think we've had the virtual learning since COVID. We haven't done it. A oh, lot. really? Well, yeah, I'm getting that, one that tomorrow. That must be a Westchester thing. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's, a not, it's, not, Westchester. it's not a Jersey thing. <laughs> well, good luck tomorrow in the snowstorm. We will be on the air no matter what. It keeps getting worse by the minute, by the way. <laughs> Well, you say worse. I think it's exciting. Like nine inches. No, no, no. Is I mean, just the forecast. Every every time I read it, it's like, all right, here we go. Here we go. There's another inch. Well, how many inches are acceptable for you? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? What do you guys? <laughs> snow. What do you think we're talking oh, about? Snow. Snow. Uh, uh. That is an average size. Uh, I'd say nine, ten. Yeah, that's a big storm. See, give me nine, ten inches. Right. That's a snowstorm. Right. That's right there. that's you can go sledding. You don't have to worry about going in the street. Yes, because nobody's coming. Yeah, I'm a three and a half inch guy. Well, no, that's not a real snowstorm. And by the way, neither of you grown men are the ones that go and shovel your own driveway. Yes, and stuff we like me, do. Right? I have a snowblower. Shovel my sidewalk. But you pay somebody to do your driveway. Totally, no, Gianni does it. Oh, who the hell, Snooky's uh, Nicole's husband? Oh. Nicole. Well, first of all, he maybe Nicole. She doesn't even go by Nicole. It's she Snooki. goes by Nicole. 
so this is where Tommy tells you what your friend goes by, even though you know. Well, so. but Sean, you're doing the same thing to me. You guys are telling me I don't shovel or get right. rid of the snow. Me and my father-in-law work together. Side Whoa. by side. Back team. that up. Back team. that up. Back me that and up. my father-in-law work together. You got this poor guy out there shoveling snow? <laughs> no. I he throws out his back or whatever? Breakfast Excuse me. He's going to prepare a nice I like, bouillabaisse or something for lunch. <laughs> this poor guy. He should be in Florida playing Pinochle, and you got I, him doing everything for him. I shovel the snow. He gets to do the fun stuff with the snowblower. He likes to snowblow. Mm. So he snowblows the crap out of my driveway. Our driveway is awesome, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who's doing the fun stuff? Am I doing the fun stuff? No. I'm shoveling. I'm working these big muscles that I have. These big, you see this thing? Mus- muscles. Hit a tanning booth. <laughs> the sun is free, by the way. <laughs> we call that snow muscles. But anyhow, hopefully everybody is safe tomorrow and uh, you're okay. Let's go to Tim in Northport, New York. What's up, Tim? What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What's up? Um, hey, uh, Evan, I know you know what next Monday is. <laughs> what is well, next I... Monday? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, it's President's Day. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Yeah. Guys, do you realize if we postpone the Super Bowl one week, millions of Americans will have President's Day off yes. the yes. very next day. Instead yes. of the 16 million that called in sick today. Yeah, I think that there are two ways to make this happen, and we are headed towards that eventuality where the Super Bowl is the it's Sunday already, before it's President's It's set up to happen, by the way. No, I agree, but it can happen now even before an 18th game because obviously we all figure, well, there'll be an 18th nah, game. That's what I was going to say But we don't need three preseason games. No, I think the way out of it is give everybody a second bye week. You drag the regular mm. season out another week, which I think is great for everybody because the NFL season isn't really that long to begin with. You give players safety right. because you give players that extra opportunity to rest, and so now you've added a week to the season – and that leads us right to presidents. And I think by doing that, and I'd, I'd have to like have someone smarter than me figure it out. But it would it would balance the bye weeks, right? Because so right now, mm-hmm. there's some teams get a bye week after week four, other teams get a bye week after week like twelve. Yeah, and it's just it's just right. incongruent. I, I don't know when you started remembering remembering football. What I mean by that is like my first football memory is the Giants Bills Super Bowl. Okay. But I don't remember the season at all. Same thing with baseball. Like my mm-hmm. first baseball memory is the 1991 World Series, but I don't remember like the day-to-day of a season until the following year. Got it. The first NFL season where I remember is 1993. And in that season, they had two bye weeks. Like, that was my introduction to really? true story. Absolutely. Look it up. Giants-Cowboys played final week of the season, week 18 of the NFL season. Wow. There was a week 18 in 1993. And how long did that last? I, I'm not kidding you. I think it was one year. Yeah, I think it, it must, was literally it, it, it the one It must have been because I was in the league a couple years after that. Let me confirm this. 1993 uh, Giants. My memories are correct because... I assume they're correct, and the answer is yes. They had a bye week, week four. They had a bye week, week eight. So they played three weeks, then took a bye, and week 18, January 2nd, was the game they lost in overtime to the Dallas Cowboys. The following season in 1994, one bye week. Hmm. So my memory is correct that that was the one season they had two bye weeks. Now, why that one season had two bye weeks? I can't tell you. Bizarre. I have no idea. I'm trying but to even, I remember I'm trying that to as a think, kid. I'm trying it to, made sense. I'm trying to think from like a TV perspective because there weren't as many TV partners at that time. Were you like inundated with TV coverage so you had to find a way to 
I don't know, get more games on, so you spread it out. I don't, I'm trying to even think of why that would By make the way, any it works sense. that way, too. Even though you're playing the same amount of NFL games, you spread out yeah. the amount of weeks that the package exists. Right. So I've always thought, based on that one year as a kid, as a 10-year-old, thinking, hey, this is what I my first kind of jump into football. Boy, doesn't this make sense, especially when the league talks about player safety? You got the answer? I got the answer. So they experimented this in 1993 because the players wanted it for injury factor. However, it was quickly reversed in 1994 because CBS and NBC freaked out that their ratings plummeted for one season due to a continually depleted Sunday slate. Uh, Why was it so depleted when you're only taking it's away only one more game? Yeah. I guess because of the way they divided up the bye weeks and stuff, they had less of a uh, girth. By, I don't know. By the way, yeah. in ni- 1993 is 30 plus years ago. Here's the difference the NFL is such king right now, it won't matter. Right. And, and, it's, the- and, it's, and it's already divided. Right, the the because there's so yeah. many broadcast partners. Right, right, and you've added more national TV with the Thursday night game. Yep. Now we've got a Friday night game to open up the season. Black Friday, I and there was no red zone or Sunday ticket back then, so you didn't really have options. So whatever you got, you got, and you've got crap games. You got crap games. Now to his point, oh, that about, makes sense. So there wasn't uh, there weren't alternatives to watch football. Yeah. So if you got a crappy game because your team was off, you didn't even turn it on. Mm. That's interesting. So you had two weeks where nobody's watching. CBS or NBC. Which would never happen, by the way. Not In now. 2024. Well, not now it wouldn't, but back then I could see that happening. But that was 30-plus years ago. And what that does right now is it moves the Super Bowl Sunday to President's Day. And mm-hmm. look, I, last night I have to admit it was like the first time I really felt it. And we don't even work a regular 9-to-5 job. We could wake up much later. I don't because I have kids, but yeah. I understand it. Like, we're not yeah. on the air till 2 o'clock. But that game ended well after 10. And then we're all so pumped up about what we watched you're probably not going to sleep till after midnight. And right. if you went to someone's house and went to a party and you stayed till the bitter end, that's a late night. Yeah, and was, for kids. Right. There were some kids that stayed up. Yeah. And they missed school. Trust me. They missed school. Yeah, they missed school because they couldn't get up. See, or their parents couldn't get up. I, I <laughs> get the, Come on. I get the party thing and whatever. We argued about this last week. It's not week. even about the party thing. It's just about – it's just it's just a long day. I know. But – if you watch football like all of us do as football fans, it's a long day every Sunday. It doesn't yeah, but end until 11.30. Sean, Sean, that's 30 million people compared to 120 million people. I yeah. understand that. But yeah, I understand that. No, and this is the only thing. If you are a diehard, true-and-true true football fan, I don't think you're the one complaining about the day off the next Bingo. day. I think it's the casual fan. Totally. Because the diehard football fans used to waking up after yeah. a late night. Here's so, why you're wrong about so, that, so, though. But then, there are, but then there's 80 million people. That's still a lot of people. I know. Yeah, I but know. what you're also forgetting is that and I'm not saying you do this or your Lugie does it. I think you're in a different world, though, Lou, because you could stay up later. You don't have any kids. Like, your time doesn't, time doesn't matter. I like, agree you sleep that. in. You sleep till like 10, 11 o'clock. 10, 11 o'clock. Yeah. So I think with you, it doesn't matter. Has there not been a game where it's 11 o'clock at night, it's the Steelers against the Browns, yeah. and you just say, eh, I'm good, and you <laughs> pass out? Yeah. Yeah. With the Super Bowl, nobody's doing that. That's a great point. No one is shutting off the Super Bowl. That's a great point. But on that Sunday night stay game. With it. You're going to stay with the yes, Super Bowl. Yes. On a Sunday night when you're tired and you've eaten all day and you've watched football and all day. And you, it's not your team. And it's not your team. It is more acceptable and more likely that you're just going to tap out. You're doing that three times on a week with Thursday, Sunday, Monday. One of those is staying up. You're not falling asleep on all three if you're a real football fan. Yeah, Thursday, about- Thursday you probably stay up because people work from home Friday. It's it's, it's a soft and day. Mondays and Wednesdays. But you're also, and, and right. Yeah, so, so you're, but, but hold on, you're missing real football fans. Okay, so if the NFL averages, what do you want to say their average TV rating is? Like 25 million people? Yeah, 20. I'd say th- I'd say it's closer to 30. Okay, we'll say 30. Whatever the number is, how many of those are the average football fan? 
compared to the diehard football fan. I don't even know what the difference is. I guess my the Oprah... person that will go to sleep when they're tired. Yeah. Evan. Okay. <laughs> all right, so maybe you're speaking for you. That's all. And by the way, I, I don't go to sleep when I'm tired. I'm not speaking for myself. I'm talking about in general. You guys lose track. You're only talking about yourselves. I'm talking yeah. about everybody else. Like I'm not normal. I wouldn't include myself in this conversation. True. No, and I think that's my overall point. Is I get that the casual fans. I'm just saying. I think the diehard football fan is not the one climber. So you know what are. you have to learn. Mm-hmm. I've realized the flaw with Sean. But people are. But people take the day off. That's the point. Of course they do. And so because, it's, because it's a convenient excuse. Yeah, they got the but it, but it, whether whether it is or it, whether it isn't, the fact is. People take the days off. Right. right? The, problem, the, the, the problem you're having is every conversation you have, and Lugie's exactly like that. I'm used to it already. So I never talk about fantasy rules. <laughs> every <laughs> conversation is about himself. Selfish. And yeah. what he thinks or what he does. Interesting. So in the case of this, you got to look <laughs> at the other person. Like, I'm not having the conversation about myself. I stay up for every game, but I'm a lunatic. I also score every Met game. I don't base the conversation sure. based on people who act that way. Yeah. You've got to look at the majority of people. And the majority of people, especially the ones even listening to us right now, they're dragging their ass today. Oh, boo-hoo. Big friggin' deal. Deal with it. Okay, you're That's talking my to the stance. Two, but you're talking to the 2%. No. Yeah. That's Lugie Boom. What do you mean I'm talking to the 2%? You're talking to the 2%. You're talking about the people that don't have kids, that are 40 years old, mm-hmm. that sleep till 11 I am not, actually. No. The majority of people feel that way. So, look, I already accept it with you, but Sean, have the conversation about others and not just yourself. What? I I am, and I think I've been very open-minded about it. All I'm saying is... Tiki, do you think no, he's no, having the conversation? I, no, I'm no, no, hold on. No, one at a time. One at a time. Do you think he's having the conversation about himself, or do you I think, think he's talking I, about... I think he's talking about himself. Thank you, Tiki. Right. Yeah, but I, I thought I conveyed it that I was. I'm saying diehard football fans like me. Yeah, We're not the I ones know that, but I'm just saying, the fact is, it's 16 million people take off the Monday after the Super Bowl. That's facts. That's math. It's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's statistic. It's just there. Right? So you can't you can't say, oh, it's just because... Of, forget the reasoning. People do it. Right. And you're looking down on those that don't. See, that's why when we have conversations about the masses, it should just be us. Because those yeah. two only look at the Oh, house. yeah. When I think masses, I think Evan Roberts. Well, no, but I'm really The guy who has his father-in-law shovel the snow outside his house. He really speaks for the common man. And he makes his bed. And you couldn't make a decision if you had a gun to your head. Please. I shovel my own snow. Uh-huh, he yeah. does the snowblower. All right. Let's get that straight. Let's Got not it. let lies Sorry. get in the way of facts. Let's go to Colin and Wyckoff. What's up, Colin? Gentlemen, good afternoon. How are we up, doing? Dude? Good. Great, great points you made. I feel as a fan, the game turned. Dre Greenlaw goes out. Kelsey took out one yard receiving. Second half, him and Mahomes had their way all day. Right. They gassed that defense, and he did what Brady did to the Falcons. When it came to overtime, he had his way with that defense down the field. No, he definitely and- did, because Oren Burks and Demetrius Flanning Foles, who, who now had to fill that extra linebacking slot, just aren't the same cover players. That's why you started seeing a lot more Logan Ryan as the game went on. But you know what's funny about that? So Dre Greenlaw goes down, Mm -hmm. and it was right before a Kansas City possession. At the time, it's uh, 3-0. Yep. Do you know what the Chiefs did on their first possession when Dre Greenlaw wasn't on the field? 3-0. 3-0. Yep. And then they had the field goal drive to make Mm -hmm. it 10-3, and then second half... The first two possessions went absolutely nowhere. Right. First think, four out of five possessions went nowhere until the special teams turnover. So I'm not minimizing the impact of losing Dre Greenlaw, but we didn't see it right away. No, no, we didn't. We we didn't see the Dre Greenlaw Goodbye, effect, by the way, because the 49ers' defense wasn't worn out. Right, the games they like they started to really bog 49ers offensively in the third quarter. Three, it was like three and out, three and out. Uh, at one point, it was ten plays. Nine of them were passes. Mm. And so you're you're on and off the field so quickly 
that you start wearing out your defense, and now you have your backup linebacker against one of the you know great tight ends in in football, and so you're trying to mitigate it. And I think eventually it was just going to catch up to him. So but, it was a big moment. It didn't. You didn't immediately feel it, but it eventually caught up to the 49ers. So part of the reason why I couldn't sleep last night is I kept listening to all the post game interviews. So yeah. you brought something up. I brought it up much earlier in the show, but why not right now at 5.56 for you guys to hear Kyle Shanahan when he's asked about getting away from the run. Listen to what this guy says about why. Because he's asked, hey, hey, Kyle, why'd you get away from the run? I didn't get away from the run game. You, you go three and out, and you don't get drives. So it's, you didn't get away from it. We just didn't stay on the field. Not really, bro. You got away from the run. And during some of those three and outs, you didn't try to run the football. So what are you talking, talking about? about? That is that's that's not a good answer. <laughs> oh boy, I've gotten Tiki to completely no. flip on Shanahan. I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm defending him to an extent about the overtime call, but I remember saying this in at the beginning of the second half. You have the lead. Run the football. I know it's not a big lead, and I know you'd love to expand it, but you're not going to run away from the Kansas City Chiefs. It just you just don't do it. So they had three consecutive three and outs to start the second half. Yes. So three consecutive three and outs mean they ran nine plays. How many design runs they ran? One, 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 one. So and they com- had another one, but it was a Brock Purdy scramble. Correct. Look, you're all over it. <laughs> you're right. It was a Brock Purdy scramble on third and fifteen. By the way. Yep. So. Kyle Shanahan's defensive answer after the game is just not true. Yeah. He said, and by the way, to Tony Romo's credit, he's taken a beating today. And I know that Andrew Marshawn, you know, killed him in his article in The Athletic. And I, I get it. Like, I'm not saying Tony Romo's the greatest. Tony did bring this up on the broadcast. He did. Where he would say out loud, hey, run the ball. Yep. Run the ball. He was saying it at the start of every possession. Yes. Run. You need to run here. Run the ball here. And Kyle wasn't doing it. And I enjoyed that because I thought that was nice editorial work by right. Tony Romo. It's what... We are not, whatever, because I'm, I'm disinterested, meaning I'm not rooting for either team. But as someone who's observing it and knowing what the 49ers do best with the offensive player of the year, the league-leading rusher, run the football. And when you go uh, basically an entire quarter without running the football, you notice it. Like, even if you're not paying attention to what they're doing, you notice that Christian McCaffrey is not touching the football. Right. And by the way, in the fourth quarter or at the end of the third and the, their, their fourth possession of the of, of of the second half, they started running the ball. Yes. And guess what? They were more effective. They scored a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, the formula wasn't hard. And it's just sometimes offensive coordinators get so in their head, they just believe that they can scheme success when, in fact, they just need to do what they do best. And Kyle Shanahan, that's his fatal flaw. Mm. It, like, I don't, I don't want to put a fatal flaw on one of the winningest coaches of this era right now because he's been so good as the head coach. I'm not talking about Super Bowls. We're just talking about winning in the regular season. His fatal flaw is that he gets stuck in his own hubris. And that's that's it hurts him. And it's why he's blown so many leads in so many big games because you're playing better teams, and especially in Super Bowls against the Kansas City Chiefs, which now happened twice. Mike is in Clifton Park, New York. How are you, Mike? What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. I'm great. Good. What's on, what's on your mind? So, so listen, um, I'm a Giants fan, and when the Giants won their Super Bowls, they made great plays. They elevated all the players, like, like um, ra- raised their level of, of, of play. Um, the Chiefs did it yesterday, but the 49ers, you can pick all the moments they had to be great, and they just didn't do it, including yep. uh, stopping – uh, uh, 
Mahomes at the end. I mean, they could have been great, but they didn't make any great plays, so they didn't deserve to win. I mean, that's it. They they did not elevate enough. Um, and and by the way, the uh, overtime. Uh, I think in the future it should, it should just go to quarter five and keep <laughs> all of the same rules. All right, guys. Yeah, that's, that's great. interesting. What do you mean by that? Just keep the game going? Yeah, no, just keep it like it's a quarter. Like it's a quarter. Just play a quarter. Just play a quarter. So even if you score a touchdown and right. the other team throws an interception, you keep t- going until the quarter's I, I over. I got to tell you, that is the simplest and most efficient way to finish a, a playoff game. Like an NBA game. Just, the NBA plays a period. Just, now it's not 12 minutes, right. but it's, you know. Just play a quarter. Yeah. And what, what whatever happens, happens. And if, you, if it's still tied, play another quarter. Yeah. Like that's simple. That's no rules. That's no nonsense. It also would have worked that's in a no, what you wanted. That's no possessions. Right. That's let's kind of like, all right, boys, <laughs> strap them up. You got another quarter to go. Well, it accomplishes what you wanted. The clock now matters. Yes. And then B, you kind of get what people want, where each team and each elite quarterback wow. get the ball in their hands. You're going to get what that, was that with a quarter. Who was it? What was his name? What, what was, was his name? What was his name? Bob. Bob. Mike. Mike. Joe. Mike. 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 Was it Mike? I think it was Mike. I have no idea. That was a great solution to this thing we've been debating all day. Ding, ding, ding. You like that one. Just play a quarter. That's it. Forget all the nonsense. Forget all the BS. Forget all the changed rules. Just play a quarter. That's awesome. So it's following the NBA model. Because that's set now. The NBA doesn't play a full quarter, but the NBA says, okay, here's five more minutes. Go play. Right. You got to play play 10. Make it. If you want to make it 10, fine. Play 10 minutes. Just play a quarter. Just play a quarter. What were you laughing about? You don't like that, Sean? I just, I'm so tired of arguing because I, I hate I agreeing and then hating the disagreeing. Bottom line, NBA it doesn't guarantee it doesn't guarantee a possession. Yeah, my only point is I, I just I hate putting so much value after you've played for 60 minutes in the coin toss, and the winner of the coin toss benefits greatly if it's only a quarter under these circumstances. Okay, so don't get rid of the coin toss and make it like. A, a, a possession. You, you know what? You want a hot? You want a really hot take? We'll go back to this. I think they should play rock paper scissors. And not <laughs> at least there. At least you have some control about what you put out. Right. Maybe the XFL, the original XFL, was right. Just don't put the ball in the middle of the field. The scrum and, and sprint. Yeah. Whoever gets the ball. I always thought that was a great idea. That scrum was a brilliant idea. That was chaos. Look, here's the bottom line, football fans. Our season is over. We have no more NFL games until after Labor Day in September. And ultimately, well, if you're a Niner fan, you feel differently. A Chief fan, you feel differently. But we were given a great climax and conclusion to our football season. We were. We were given a What are you laughing about over there? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I just, before you were talking about inches of snow, and now you're saying we're getting great, you know. What? Climaxes. Climaxes. Well, to the season. That's all. Well, you guys are so freaking dirty. <laughs> now that you mention it, I did have a cigarette after the game. <laughs> Am I allowed to be immature? Just let me be immature. That's fine, be immature. But you have to admit, that was a great end to our season. We had an exciting game. I thought we were going to sit here when it was the first half and it was a very low-scoring affair that there was going to be a fight of, was that game boring or was it exciting? Because sometimes in sports, I think WrestleManias are the same way. You're defined by the end. You're not defined by what happened in the first 40 minutes of the game. Like, I'll give you a great example. Very the, true. Very true. The Patriot-Ram game. Remember the one that everyone talks about being a bore in 2019? Uh, 2018? 2018, it was January or February of 2019. You even said, what a terrible game. That was a tie game in the fourth quarter. 
it wasn't a terrible game. It was exciting in that it was close. It was low scoring. It was like 3-3, but it was close. The reason why none of us have a great memory to it is that they pulled away and won the game 13-3 so that when the game ended, 13-3 was the final score, something like that. Like, it ended, and there wasn't that climactic ending. This game was similar in that it was very low scoring, but it was close. That's why, you know, 10-6, you know, late third quarter, I'm glued to it. We all are 13-10 fourth quarter, but we got the last 45 minutes of edge-of-your-seat crap. And it doesn't matter what happened the first part of the game. Like, the beginning of this game could have been Patriots-Rams. But it gave us that amazing climactic ending. And a million years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, 5 years from now, if Sean is still working this earth doing a Cinco de Fivo and talking about, like, great games in Super Bowl history, this one will be up there. Not because of the first 48 minutes, not because of the first hour, but because of the way it ended. And we always remember how it ended. None of us will forget how it ended. 